Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're counting down the top 10 reasons that we loved Disneyland Paris. But before we get into those reasons, we're going to cover the Disney news. So the first news, since we're kind of talking Disneyland Paris International a little bit, we'll keep it international with Tokyo Disneyland. And the new show over at Disney Sea finally premiered, which is their uh, new nighttime show called Believe Sea of Dreams. And that's over at Disney Sea in the lagoon there. And it looks pretty phenomenal. So this is replacing Fantasmic that uh, had run there until 2020. This is a new nighttime show. They have ships that come out on the lagoon that light up. Moana's in it. Coco's in it. Aladdin. I think Peter Pan, Mickey and Minnie. So they, they have them come out. There's projection mapping on the Hotel Mary Costa. Uh, it looks pretty phenomenal, and I'm, I'm not surprised. Disney Sea uh, is a great park, and, and their shows are always uh, pretty spectacular. But, but this, is, this is pretty awesome. Uh, just another reason to want to go back there. And I hope that Disney is paying attention to this because we are going get, to be getting a new show over at Epcot. And Epcot has a big lagoon, and so I think it would be pretty cool to do something similar like this. I think this would be much better, you know, especially than what they did with Harmonious and those permanent barges that are there. You took all my points. I wanted to say that, yeah, it would be a really great transplant over to, or something similar over to Epcot, because, yeah, you have all of the the features you have the water you have um it might there's not as much to projection map on over in epcot but i mean you have all of the hallmarks of of the most popular disney shows kind of all in one so um it seems like it's a little bit of phantasmic a little bit of the castle show and also the water so i think that yeah this would be a really fantastic show to see and i'm i i don't like to really watch them too much before I go see them. So hopefully we can get over there to see it sometime. I will say, I mean, once, once the fantasy spring section opens up in Disney sea, uh, there's gonna have a couple new lands there. You know, they just did the new beauty and the beast uh, castle and, and ride over there a year or two ago. Plus you have this nighttime show a couple years. I think we will have to try to go back because there's going to be a lot of new stuff there to go see. And it all looks incredible. Well, you don't have to argue with me too much to get me to travel. Okay. <laughs> All right, the other piece of news over in Disneyland, so coming back stateside, uh, is that we got an official opening date for the Mickey's Toontown um, kind of redo. So it's going to be reopening March 8th, 2023. And we got some uh, additional concept art. So looks looks pretty cool. Very whimsical. You know, definitely uh, geared towards kids. So there's a, like, water play area, um, and, and there's, like, a little boat, and it's gonna, that's going to be kind of Donald's house uh, and kind of play place. I like to see Donald play because he always is kind of a little, a little salty. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's called Donald's Duck Pond. So there you go. Goofy's house is going to have a like live candy making machine where oh, you can make wow. candy. That looks pretty cool. And then we're also going to get Chippendale's Gadget Coaster, um, which is going to take a lot of inspiration from Gadget Hack Wrench from the Chippendale Rescue Rangers yeah. show. Uh, and movie revival here. So uh, a lot of good stuff over there. Excited to see that opening. Uh, and it's pretty amazing how quick they turned that around. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, they closed Toontown earlier this year, and it's going to be reopening already. And I mean, we're still waiting for Tron over Walt Disney World. I don't want to say Walt Disney World's kind of like the uh, ugly stepchild, but <laughs> that's pretty quick a turnaround for Disneyland. Yeah, it is. Did they, did they mention when... 
Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Rail is going to be opening because it's right by that too, right? Well, that's opening sooner. So that's going to be okay. opening in January for the 100th anniversary of okay. Disney. So we're going to have that open first and then the rest of Toontown. Not much later, you know, basically probably six weeks because I think um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is like mid January, so probably about six weeks later, you're going to get Toontown. And I imagine if it's done sooner, certain areas are done a little bit sooner, that may like soft open in February timeframe. Uh, but the whole thing definitely should be done beginning of March. All right, so let's jump into our main topic this week, Disneyland Paris. And we're going to count down 10 reasons why we love Disneyland Paris, why we thought it was a great park, and why if you like to travel, if you like to travel internationally, if you like Disney, you should put it on your list. So... I will start with what I think is the best thing Disneyland Paris has going for it, and it is the nighttime drone show that they have. If you're not seeing the drone show, go look it up. They have it on the castle. They have drones flying around. They make the 30th uh, logo. They make the kind of Mickey Mouse ears. Uh, a lot of other stuff happens. They make like 3D effects because they, yeah, can, it's take, insane. Yeah, they can take the drones and you know, make a three-dimensional shape in the sky and you can see that it's a three-dimensional shape that's revolving and turning and doing all kinds of crazy things in the sky. It's really incredible. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, just in general, like I, I imagine any sort of drone show would be phenomenal because I feel like we're so used to fireworks at this point. It's Fireworks are fun to watch, but it's kind of hard to impress you and to do something dramatically different with fireworks, especially Disney. I mean, because Disney's fireworks displays are always so impressive, but like you've never seen anything like the drones before. And and so I think part of it is the novelty of it. It's so new, but I think there's so much more they could do with this. I feel like it's worth going there just to see this thing live. I really hope they start to use this in more of the parks because just drones in general and, and kind of this drone show is uh, absolutely phenomenal. I would imagine it's much better for the environment too, just to have drones and they can make three dimensional sh like shapes and do all kinds of crazy things that fireworks can't do. Fireworks are, imp are impressive, um, especially when you have them in great number, but then you're left over with all the smoke residue and stuff. So I, I think that they are just, it's a really cool way forward and, and, and it's different. And then also, I mean, just speaking of shows, just in general, the shows over in Disneyland Paris were absolutely top-notch to everyone touts how wonderful tokyo disney's shows are and they were a hundred percent wonderful the ones that we saw were really excellent but what was really cool about the paris ones at least for me is some of the the ones over in tokyo i could understand you know some of the lyrics or i knew some of the songs but there's still a large number of that show that was in japanese so you had to do a whole lot of inferring whereas the shows over in paris they either had large swaths of it in English or actually what I thought was even cooler, which this was in Mickey and the Magician, where Mickey spoke. Oh, I can't remember. Did Mickey speak French or Mickey speak English and the Magician? I, I don't know. One of them spoke French. Yeah. One of them spoke English. Yeah. The Magician, I think, spoke. I think it was Mickey that spoke French because yeah. then whenever the different characters came in, they would kind of speak English. And Mickey, I think, was would be speaking French. Okay. Yeah. But, but it was nice. To, to your point, you could kind of understand it. And the two shows over at Disneyland Paris are Mickey and the Magician. And the other one we saw was the Rhythm of the Pride Lands. You know, and again, these two shows are theater stage shows. So, you know, it's hard to kind of 
envision some of these things, especially if you just go to like Walt Disney World. I know Disneyland at the Hyperion Theater, they typically do have stage shows over there that, and they're more kind of like Broadway style shows. Um, you know, like Frozen has been there before it went to Broadway. Aladdin was there before it went to Broadway. Um, so they're, they're kind of more Broadway style. You know, over at Walt Disney World, they really don't have a ton in the way of like stage shows like this. Beauty and the Beast is probably kind of like the most similar thing to what like the international parks have it's kind of hard to, to picture but it is really it's something different it's something really unique that to your point tokyo disney had some some great shows and disneyland paris has this as well and i think it it adds a little bit of extra magic because it's not something you're used to seeing like you're used to seeing mickey at any park you're used to like riding certain attractions but to have these shows is a lot of fun and it's something a little bit different that's like, wow, this was special and something I don't usually get to do at a Disney park. Right. And I mean, a lot of this, this show is based on the music of Disney, which for me is one of my favorite parts. So, you know, going to see a show where I could see characters, but then also there are big performances of some of the most beloved songs that I grew up with. A lot of it's your, you know, your Renaissance Disney musical songs. It is just, it just really brings all of that to life. And it just adds like that, like you were saying, that extra magic to your park experience. Yeah. And so moving on to the third reason, uh, and this is something that maybe isn't for everybody, but they have a lot of high intensity rides. And I feel like Disney doesn't necessarily always do high intensity rides. They, and that's fine that, you know, they tend to keep it more family friendly. They want to, they have a, a wide variety of people coming to their parks of all ages. So, you know, they want to make the rides as uh, accessible and rideable for every guest that's coming there. And, and, you know, and typically at universal, like I feel like they kind of lean in more towards roller coasters, you know, higher intensity rides. So it's not something Disney always does, but over in Disneyland Paris, they do have a lot of pretty intense roller coasters. So you have Avengers flight force, which is basically a replica of rock and roller coaster, just themed differently, which, which we have it at Walt Disney world. But then you have the Indiana Jones roller coaster there that actually has a loop in it. Um, so that is another roller coaster. And then their version of Space Mountain is a much more intense version of Space Mountain. Uh, it has a powered launch to start uh, that has inversions in it. Um, that is a high speed roller coaster. It is not like the Space Mountain uh, that you're used to. So if you're somebody that's more of like a thrill seeker or you do like roller coasters, Disneyland Paris definitely is a park to go to. Yeah, and they also have Crush's Coaster, which that's you true. Know, yep. like spins and moves. That and one's that, not as high intensity, yeah. I don't think, and that's probably why you didn't list it here, but it is a different kind of coaster. Um, it's a lot of fun. So uh, it's kind of like a mid tier, like mid to high tier, where I think that your kids can, you know, you could ride it, your kids could ride it. I mean, and depending, depending on how much, on you how much you yeah, spin, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. could be if you're motion sickness. Yeah, I was gonna say um, that that could be a little bit high intensity. Yeah, I don't think people. I even felt that great on Crush's coaster. Unfortunately, my stomach has decided uh, once I hit about 27 years old that I no longer enjoy roller coasters. So, you know, that's fun. But uh, yeah, they do have a lot of really great high-intensity rides that I know that I would have loved 10 years ago, but my body doesn't love today. <laughs> Another thing that I was really impressed about is the parades that we saw. And I don't even think we necessarily even timed trying to see them, but there we actually happened to be around where 
one of the parades was running and we stayed to watch the whole thing. The floats were gorgeous and large. There were tons of characters on the on the parade floats. And then as we were walking out to, you know, go ride more rides, they all of the parade floats instead of just exiting the park, they actually went back to the middle of the the park by the castle and then all of the characters were dancing and moving from stage to stage. I mean, that parade probably lasted half an hour, 45 minutes. I mean, it was a long, long parade and it was beautiful and awesome. And this is the dream and shine brighter parade that they have at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. So I just think like, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a parade like that at Walt Disney World. I don't know. Well, you're right. I mean, what was interesting is the fact that it was the parade, but then it was then a castle show after the parade. So like, Yes, there's parades all the time, and you know you're typically you're used to the parade floats kind of going down Main Street, and then I think kind of what what you were saying is we were thinking it was over, and so we were starting to walk down Main Street, you know, go into Adventureland or something like that to go ride some attractions, and then we realized oh they're stopping here kind of at the hub. And then there were stages set up throughout. And then, yeah, the characters got off and they were dancing and then, and then kind of going to each platform. So everybody had a great view of them. And that lasted, yeah, another like 15 or 20 minutes past just the parade floats coming yeah. in. And we weren't we weren't like really ready for it, but luckily we saw it. So we stopped and got to see the rest of it. Yeah, it, it was really unique thing to see of having a parade mixed with a castle show. Very high energy. They played you know music from all of the different characters that were there. You had Miguel from Coco. You had some people from Toy Story. Genie was there. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you had you know Mickey, Minnie, Chippendale, all, all of those characters. So uh, yeah, pretty amazing. And and to your point, just to, we kind of stumbled upon it. Yeah, um, I feel like the surprise element made it even better yeah. because we weren't expecting. Look, oh, it. there's a parade yeah. going on. We'll watch it. Wow, this is amazing. Yeah, you know, it's an inc- incredible uh, parade to have. So, yeah, sometimes in life, you know, it's it's better not to plan things, and then that's why I say like sometimes the least, the less you know, the better it is because your expectations are always low, and then you're just blown out of the water like we were with that parade. Yep. All right, so number five. So this will get us halfway through our list here. So Disneyland Paris is only one of two parks to have an Avengers campus. So Disney California Adventure opened their Avengers campus first, uh, and then the Studios Park over at Disneyland Paris uh, opened their Avengers campus this year. So if you're a Marvel fan, like I am somebody that likes the Avengers, and you want to visit Avengers campus, there's only two places you can go. So it's a unique thing uh, that you have there. Uh, And the cool thing thing is about these Avengers campuses is a, a lot of it's the same, but there are slight differences there. So again, you have Avengers Flight Force over at Disneyland Paris. You don't have that over in Disneyland. Now you have Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout over in Disneyland, which yeah. is an incredible attraction. Yes. You don't have that over in Disneyland Paris, sadly. Um, but there are, you know, some some interesting differences. Um, but a lot of it is similar as as well. So if you know you haven't been to one, you you don't necessarily miss out on everything. But it's cool that that is a park. Um, again, it's the only international park right now that has an Avengers campus to it. Yeah, I would say though. I mean, if you were like, go to if, should I go to California and see it, or go to Paris and see it? California's is. I think far and away the better of the two parks because they also have the Spider-Man like web slinger show where you have the animatronic that launches itself. They don't have that in Paris. I'm with you. I mean, I, I definitely think the one over at Disney California adventures, the better version of it. But again, it's a nice little bonus 
to have yeah. there. You know, to, if you're going to go to Paris for some of these other reasons, again, I mean, I think the drone shows are top reason to go. I think the stage shows and the parades. I mean, I think those three things alone are enough reason you know, to make the trip and go over to Disneyland Paris, but then having kind of, you know, an Avengers campus as a nice little cherry on top with that. And this is a couple years away still, but they're undergoing an expansion. And so I think that is going to just be another reason to visit Disneyland Paris because with, uh, you know, the Avengers campus and then with this other expansion, they're going to have frozen, Maybe we're still going to get Star Wars. I'm not 100% sure. That was originally discussed, but we'll see if they build a Galaxy's Edge. But with this, they'll have a really good mix, and, and they do have a good mix now, of what Disney has to offer. So like we talked about, they have Avengers Campus. They have you know some high-intensity thrill rides. Again, Space Mountain is a very different version of Space Mountain. But then they have a lot of the classic attractions there as well. You know, they have It's a Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then you're going to get this you know, really awesome frozen land at the Studios Parks. Uh, they have this, you know, a Pixar area there as well with Ratatouille. So it's like a really good variety, and it's a really nice mix of just different Disney attractions uh, and different Disney properties kind of that other parks have, but it's all kind of sprinkled together in a little bit of a different way that those other parks all in Disneyland Paris, which uh, just adds, again, a little bit of uniqueness to it. It's always interesting to go to these parks and see how rides that they have that other parks have, how they're slightly different. Um, and it's kind of cool to see that. So to have all these different things in there uh, is a pretty neat experience. Yeah, it's like ver like visiting a bizarro version of the park where you're like, this is the same, this is the same, kind of cut and paste, but then there are certain things that are tweaked that are a little bit different or a different version of a ride. Like, for example, for example, Haunted Mansion isn't Haunted Mansion. You have Phantom Manor there, which is all centered on the bride character. So it's a you know similar concept. They take a character from the, the Haunted Mansion and they made it really all about her. So that was just an interesting thing in to experience because it has a different, I mean, again, like you said, it's a different mixture of, you know, your typical properties, but just a little bit, a little bit the same, but a little bit different. So the other thing that, or one of the other things that I thought was really interesting about Disneyland Paris, which I, I don't know if this would work in the United States. I'm not exactly sure, but they have these really fun mazes. So the first one that we checked out was the Alice in Wonderland maze, which, you know, it's not an overly complicated maze. You're not going to get stuck in I got lost in it. I was just going to say, I was lost <laughs> in that thing for for a few minutes. Not a long time. I was going to say, it was pretty simplistic. I got turned around a couple times, especially the first part. The first part's more of a maze, and then once you get past that, it's kind of only one way to go. But I got lost, so it's not as easy as you think it is. That was pretty easy. Okay. Well, maybe for me <laughs> stuff. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was pretty fun. I, you could probably, you know, you could go through that with your child and let them navigate it because the, um, the little parts that don't go anywhere, they don't go super far out of the way. So it's always easy to get back to that main trail. But it was just really cute. And they had nice little animatronics in places. And um, at, it kind of culminates, the whole experience culminates with going to the uh the queen of hearts castle and you get to climb to the top which was really cool and it gave you offered a really cool vantage point of the park yeah it's rare you you get to be on two or three stories above in a disney park mm -hmm. I, I didn't really think of that until right now it i mean i 
was like, wow, this is a really cool view. But it, I never really realized that. If like, yeah, I can't think of another kind of instance like that where you're a couple stories up, kind of overlooking the park. And they but actually, it's not on like a roller coaster. And obviously. they actually let you do this a couple times because you can go in Sleeping Sleeping Beauty Castle and actually go upstairs. And you get to you can go on the outside of the back of the castle, not the front, and see down, um, see like look down at the people. I actually was trying to point it out to you when we were somewhere, and you were like, I was like, who's that on the on the rock? I don't even know what I was calling it. You had no idea what I was talking about. Eventually, we went over and I showed you like, hey, I think look, you can go up in the castle, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like uh, over in Alice in Wonderland though, because you're kind of in Fantasyland and the buildings around it aren't as high. So I feel like you, you get a better view. So like yes. the castle, obviously, yes. you can't see that, but everything around it is, is pretty high, so you can't necessarily see as far out. No. Um, but it is a pretty cool view. Yeah, Disneyland Paris just in general, they have these like just fun little yeah, mazes or just like little alcoves for you to explore. So, you know, the Alice in Wonderland is an attraction and a maze, but then over by Pirates of the Caribbean, they have this whole Pirates Island area that's not really an attraction, but there's a pirate ship, there's caves to explore. I think there was like a rope bridge. We never figured out how to get up mm-hmm. there um, because, again, there's just so many kind of nooks and crannies to explore. But it's it's a really cool experience because, yeah, you can just kind of be walking around and like, Oh, I'm just going to go see where this road takes me or, or see where that one takes me. Yeah, it it reminds me of, you know, the Aladdin walkthrough also. Yeah, it's another one, right. Where it's not a ride, but there's a bunch of really cute little dioramas that you can just walk into and happen to find. And then also it reminds me of, you know, one of our other points, the dragon under the castle. So when you go over and you can you can go under the Sleeping Beauty Castle and you get to see the dragon. The dragon wakes up every like 30 seconds. It's it's pretty frequently and will move its head around and breathe smoke. I mean, it's a really cool animatronic. And, you know, that would be something that would be easy to miss if you didn't know it was there. But um, it's just, you know, it's a real big value add. I, f- I feel like you know, it's just something that makes your experience just all the more memorable. Yeah, it's it's these things that you can just stumble upon. So uh, now, obviously, like the dragon, uh, the Aladdin dioramas, there are they are marked as kind of like attractions, so they're on the map. Uh, I feel like the Pirates Island was was really just it wasn't even really like marked anywhere. It was really just something you kind of stumbled upon and walked into. I think at first, I mean, we thought we were just walking to an attraction, and then we kind of got off path. But yeah, with all of those kind of together, to your point, I mean, you can kind of just be wandering around and just find this thing, like like the dragon. If you didn't know it was there, and you're just kind of walking around, you think, oh, this is going to take me over to the castle. And it's like, well, what, what's happening? I'm in this layer, and there's this dragon here, yeah. you know, or... Or yeah, you're just walking through and there's these, you know, Aladdin dioramas. Oh, I'm gonna check this out. Oh, was it a shop? Whatever, you know. No, it's 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 Aladdin and the story of Aladdin. And and it's really cool and it and it it does. It it adds I don't know. I mean, it adds magic. I feel like I'm saying that a lot here, but uh-huh. it does add a little extra magic when you just kind of stumble across this stuff. So, all right. So we're eight down. We have two to go. Uh, so the next one, again, kind of with, with Marvel here, is that Disneyland Paris has the only Marvel-themed hotel in the world. So we stayed at the Art of Marvel Hotel. It is an incredible hotel. If you're a fan of comic books, comic book art, art in general, Marvel, I mean, this is the hotel for you because mm-hmm. there is... I think over 300 pieces of artwork throughout this hotel. It's absolutely beautiful artwork. I mean, you could spend half a day to a day just kind of walking around, exploring all the artwork. We went to a couple different floors to see yep. what 
artwork was on the different floors in the hotel and it's a beautiful hotel just you know in general but it's really cool that you know if you like marvel and you want to stay at a marvel hotel this is the only place you can do it right now right and you know when you walk in there are several i think different iron man different iterations of iron man suits oh they have the suits they have the shields everything mm -hmm. yeah it's great yeah and then they're awesome like really kind of like pop arty type renderings of the different superheroes. I think there was one of Black Panther that I was like, I wish that they made a smaller version of that for us to purchase and bring home because like the colors that they put in, in the Black Panther mask, I mean, he, it's black, but the way that the artist kind of put all these different colors in it was really beautiful. And uh, you could still very easily tell it was the Black Panther mask, but yeah, it was just a, it was a cool hotel. It was interesting how they were able to kind of convert it over to Marvel and I love the big statues that were outside. I think there was a uh, Carol Danvers. There was an Iron Man. Um, there was a Black Panther. I think, Black Panther. I think yeah, those, I think were, those the three, were the big yeah. three. And I love the proximity also of that hotel to the parks because you could walk from there to like their kind of like Disney Springs yeah, shopping area. area. Yeah. Yep. And then and, right into the parks. And that was easy too because there isn't as much like f easily accessible food in the park so it was easy for us to kind of stop in that in-between area and get like McDonald's. Um McDonald's, I feel like in, in foreign countries, always has like very reliably good food. Also, they, I got like a like a mozzarella pasta salad from McDonald's. It was incredible. Oh, yeah, McDonald's worldwide is is very different. Than I feel McDonald's like it's much better than our yeah. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> I just really en I enjoyed the hotel. I thought it was a really great place to be great customer service. They have people there that speak all of the languages. I ended up like, I stupidly left a hat behind in one of the dressing rooms and, you know, just went up to the people in the front and they got an English. I mean, I think pretty much everyone speaks English, but they went in the back and they found my hat for me. I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a overall like a really great experience in yeah, that hotel. The scale of that hotel is impressive. Like you walk into the lobby, they have, kind of you know superhero music playing you're right they have the iron man suits the the shield they have this artwork everywhere it, it's really impressive walking into it you know there's there's a bar themed around doctor strange mm -hmm. they have another bar that has like a you know it, it's made to look like a window but it's a tv screen and and superheroes randomly pop up i think spider-man pops up occasionally i think like the quinjet's there so you know and, and it's a really cool place to be and it's a nice hotel that you could spend time there. You know, if you're there mm -hmm. and, you know, you're you're tired from being at the parks or you have an extra day, you want to relax, there's a lot to do there. They have a nice pool. They have... They have a gym. I mean, that's yeah. one of the few Disney hotels, you know, the one, if you come to the ones in the States and Disney World, I'd I mean, there's a, there's, there's a basketball court out there too. I mean, they have a whole yeah. outdoor area. I mean, it, it's it's a really great hotel besides the fact that it's, it's themed for Marvel. Exactly. And one of my favorite things probably on this whole list is... This park knows what its moneymaker is. This park it knows, knows who the king is. that the king has returned. It is the Lion the King. The Lion King is prevalent. It Leroy is in the parks. Lion. Leroy Lion is is roaring strong in Disneyland Paris. Has its own store, completely all Lion King stuff. The show um, that we were talking about at the top of the show. The Rhythm show, of the Pride the Lands. The Rhythm of the Pride Lands. I mean, that show is incredible. And I mean, we do have that over in the United States, something similar, but nowhere near it because the Rhythm of the Pride Lands is more like a Broadway presentation, whereas ours is, um, it was like more acrobatics and, and with some singing as well. Yeah, it's really interesting having been to 
Tokyo Disneyland, and now Disneyland Paris, how I feel like the parks have kind of like adopted one character as kind of like their icon. Yeah. So Disneyland Paris has the Lion King. They have Simba. And I feel like over in Tokyo Disneyland, obviously they have Duffy. I was going to say Duffy. But besides Duffy, they have oh, Stitch. Stitch, yeah. There was a lot of Stitch stuff. People really seem to like Stitch over there. And so it's interesting to see what character kind of like takes off, you know, in, in the parks where... Um, so would you say the United States parks would both be Mickey? Do you think that Mickey is like the real banner character there? Or I, I don't, I do don't we know have we, one? Yeah, I don't think we have one. I think, or are we so used to it, we're just blind to it? We don't really know. I mean, I would think Disneyland's Mickey just because he's the original. I don't think Walt Disney World has one because they sell so much merchandise. They push so much stuff for all of all of the different characters. And I think you have so many people coming there. It's hard to be like, we have one favorite character yeah. or, you know, a, like a majority of the people, obviously besides like Mickey and Minnie, you know, love this character. But yeah, it's interesting how, yeah, you know, Tokyo Disneyland kind of has Stitch uh, and Disneyland Paris has the Lion King. But yeah, you you were like all over. Once you found out. Oh my gosh. You're like, there's a whole store for the Lion King. Look at, they have incredible Lion King merch. There's a Lion King show. You were just like. I was all about yeah, it. Yeah. You were over the moon for this thing. I was all about I mean, it was it was just incredible to see, I think, like Simba getting recognized for how wonderful he we is. We talk about that all the time. You're like, we need more Lion King. We need more Simba. And then we go to Disneyland Paris and they have it. And you're like, this is it. This is I what I've been talking mind. about. Yep, so, I lost my mind. All right, I'm so excited. All right. And a bonus one real quick before we go. It's in Paris. Yeah, I mean, you can absolutely. go to Paris. That's that's a draw enough in itself where spend a few days in Paris. Paris is beautiful. And you get Disney. Yes. It's great. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think we probably mentioned this in our show where we did the the Paris recap, but a lot of people have like negative opinions about Paris. We didn't have any of the negative experiences that some people will talk about. And it was just absolutely a beautiful city, like clean, easy to get around. I really enjoyed it. And I'm not a city person. So I enjoyed going to Paris and I would go back. Yeah. I mean, the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, I mean, going to see... You, know, you could go see um, the Palace of Versailles, ca- like castles just on the countryside. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing place to go. It's Europe. It's great. So that is definitely like a little bonus reason to why you should love Disneyland Paris. It is almost impossible to quantify for anyone who hasn't been to the Louvre how big the Louvre is. That is true. <laughs> it is. It's huge. It's it's massive. It's, it's very enormous. Impressive. It may be bigger than Disneyland Paris. Right. I don't know. I feel like I walked more at the Louvre than I did yeah. at Disneyland Paris. It was insane. Stuff. All right, that wraps up the show for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.